I'm Barb Demaray, and you're listening to What's Next? Conversations with Boomers. If you're a regular listener, you likely heard the episode we had a couple of weeks ago on grief and loss with my friend Denise Torgerson. Denise and I have a weekly Sunday morning one-hour phone conversation. That has been a ritual of ours for 20 years. The only reason we miss is if one of us is on vacation or Denise has a work commitment, which doesn't happen often. How did these conversations start in the first place? What is it that keeps us going week after week? What do we talk about? What do we get out of it? Do we ever run out of things to talk about? We've brought Denise back this week so we can share all of this with you. Denise is a boomer and lives in Prince George, my hometown. Prince George is 500 miles north of Vancouver, where I've lived for close to 40 years. Hey, Denise. Hi, Barbie. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, it's my pleasure. We are going to share how meaningful these weekly conversations have been for us mm-hmm. for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how did this ritual start in the first place that's been going strong for 20 years? I'll uh, I'll start the story and you can you can embellish <laughs> as we go okay. along. Yeah, so uh, we were both um, took coaching courses and we started um, buddy coaching. So once a week we would phone and a buddy coaching session is an hour. So one week it would be my turn and the next week it would be your turn. Um, and then eventually it just sort of we and en- ended up not buddy coaching anymore, but continued the conversations and continue to have the conversations. So Denise, let's explain what buddy coaching is. (laughs) Sure. I guess, again, it's more of the story. When we um, first started doing this, we both took a life coaching course. We wanted to be life coaches. And so we we took the same course. And so to buddy buddy coach, means that one week I would coach Barbie and practice my coaching. The next week she would coach me and practice her coaching. And we would do it, you know, coaches charge money, of course, but this was all free service that we provided to each other because the whole purpose of it was so that we could practice our skills, the skills that we were learning, and we could practice them on each other. Yeah, yeah. How long did we buddy coach? We did that for a few years. I yeah, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't. If I if I said I, I'm I'm not sure. It was a long time though. It was a few years for sure. It was yeah. I I don't remember exactly either, but it was mm-hmm. it was a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the buddy coaching was great because it gave us an opportunity to to practice the skills we were learning, and. Um, yeah, went on for a long time, and I, I, I know it really helped me. And then, and then we, I guess we decided we were, we were cooked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, okay, we're good. Yeah. Let's um, but let's just continue with these these conversations. 
Yeah, I, I just I remember um, the coach. We both took the same coaching course at the very beginning yeah. back then, and so um, that I just just a memory. The co- the course offered us scripts, so we had coaching scripts that we would have to stick to in order to be, stay true to the coaching. So you and I, Barbie, we would have our coaching script in front of us. And then if I'm coaching you, some, you would say something and I would say, oh, I just have to take my coaching hat off for a minute. And then I would ask you something that wasn't on the script and you would do the same thing back to me. So it was too limiting. <laughs> the, the script was too limiting for us. Yeah. It, it was, it was. Yeah. Well, there was just so many times where we thought this just simply doesn't apply. That's right, yeah. And we both decided that we didn't want to be working in with in within such tight parameters. That's right. Yeah. And um, we wanted to make it more individual. Although it, it it seemed like a good program at the time, it was very intuitively based. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't regret taking the program at all. I think it was a good uh, way to start and to learn what coaching was and. And also just to see how um, in- impactful it could be, right? Coaching is right. pretty impactful. <laughs> Coaching is very impactful. And it also kind of um, helped us to determine what style of coaching suited us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really know in the beginning. You, you don't, this is also new. So, so we just kind of followed the script and then, yeah, as you say, no. Yeah. Yeah, and then went off the script, but used coaching questions or the coaching. I think back then they were called proficiencies. Now they're called competencies and stayed within that and continued to buddy coach. Yeah. 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 And it was great. Yeah. Denise, I've often described you as an outstanding listener. I noticed that you listen always without interruption and you pause for a second before you reply and never bring it back to you. Your response is always succinct and with clarity that defines precision. Does that all come naturally to you or do you think it's a, it's a coaching skill that you've learned? Well, first of all, thanks for all the kind words, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think it's both. I think it's natural. And I think I, I've honed the skills over the years, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, I think as far as life coaching goes, um, learning how to listen is one of the most important skills you can, um, you can learn, right, in order to help people through whatever their issue is. Absolutely. But you make it even more effective with the pause i i followed i'd I'd follow him loosely this guy and i I can't even remember his name but he he specializes basically in in good communication and he says how important it is to inject that pause even just a second Mm -hmm. because it's really it's really powerful because it gives, when you're listening to me and you pause, it gives me the impression that you've really heard me and you're ingesting everything I say. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And it's a skill I want to get better at. Pardon <laughs> well, me. you're pretty good at it too, <laughs> actually. Well, yeah. See, I interrupted you just then. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we're all good. Oh no, it's a conversation. Yeah, no, I think um, it definitely. Um, uh, you know, I practice it I, in my job at work. At work with doing grief support, um, again, it's it's a practice to be present and to stay present with people and and pausing and making sure that I'm hearing what people are saying is a really important part of that, right? But I think it. I think it's an aid as well. Like I'm kind of that kind of person too, I think. You are that kind of person. Yeah. Listening is is a skill that not a lot of people have. Um, I was listening to a coaching call last year. All of the big, you know, organizational coaches were um, on the summit. And somebody asked this incredibly famous, well-known coach, what do you think is the late, the newest forward thinking groundbreaking stuff for coaches these days and he said you know I think it's going to be practicing being present and listening (laughs) why aren't Barbie and I millionaires I know we should be (laughs) yeah yeah funny yeah that's interesting yeah I mean it's something that we've talked about and been aware of for many 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 years Mm -hmm. and continually try to get better at it yeah how do you think this relationship has shaped you Barbie that is such a good question well I think one of one basic human need is the need to be heard not not for people to just hear what you're saying to hear you but to really understand what hearing you means Mm -hmm. most people listen just long enough so that they can have their turn to offer their input. So when I'm talking to you, Denise, I feel really heard. And when I feel heard, it's validating. Mm -hmm. You, you're so incredibly astute. And when I, you know, present a situation to you that I might be challenged with or that I'm sharing and what is so great is that you don't give a big, long explanation. That's what I mean by how you're so succinct. So it is. it has shaped me into just believing in myself mm. and, and, you know, working, helping to, to make me feel that I'm okay. Mm. And, um, you know, we've often had these conversations around feeling less than and I'm not as smart as that person or not as funny and not as creative and not as this and not as that. So therefore, I don't have as much value. And, and, you know, you've really helped me so much in discarding all of that and looking at myself differently. So, you know, a huge thank you. Yeah. Well, my pleasure. Yeah. For me, I think um, we've gone through a, a lot. I've, I've, brought a lot to the phone calls, right? I mean, it's been 20 years. Our world has, worlds have changed in many ways, both of us. And um, it, how it has shaped me, this relationship, is that um, I know that I can talk about whatever without feeling judged or without advice. You know, there's a sense of safety in this relationship that I really, really appreciate. And that sort of, it help, it holds me. It holds me, you know, it holds me in different er- in different areas of my life, knowing that I have a Barbie in my life is Aww. solid, right? 
yeah so that and and also just um you know we don't what have we ever talked about shopping or like we're pretty <laughs> we go we go pretty What's deep on sale at, yeah. at the grocery store or yeah. um the the weather trends or I mean we might we do talk about the weather for the first maybe 60 seconds yeah. Um, yeah, but... we, yeah we go pretty deep so and I just really value that that's that's really wonderful yeah I value it so much too and I absolutely concur that what you were saying I mean that is that contributes hugely to the reason that we've been able to sustain this is that we don't judge each other mm-hmm. we don't offer advice Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's a, we're, we're a safe place to fall for each other. And, and, and that's golden. Mm-hmm. Golden. Yes, for sure. And we'll be right back. Yeah, so we we often acknowledge we have often acknowledged that we can only take so much small talk as as you say. Um, we're just kind of bored easily by the mundane. Would you would you agree? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I th- you know I call it cocktail party talk or um, you know the lunchroom talk. <laughs> I kind of think, although we don't call them coaching conversations, I think that every week is a coaching conversation on some level. You know, we, we, whatever the issue is, or the idea is, or the topic of choice is, um, it's really more about opening and problem solving, finding solutions and um, finding possibility Mm -hmm. than it is about it. Because I don't want to make it sound like all we do is complain to each other about our crappy lives. (laughs) Not that at all. No, we don't. Yeah, no, it's more about possibility and solution. I love that. I love it too. How can we, how can we solve this or how can I solve it? How can we do this together? Mm-hmm. Is there another approach? Yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit of cocktail party talk is okay. And, and it's a social skill that's mm-hmm. important to have. But yeah, I think both of us have acknowledged we can only take so much of it where, yeah. Yeah. This is why I love doing this podcast because I can deep dive yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, and I can do it every single Sunday with you. And I love it. I I get off the phone and I just feel like I've been fed. I've been nourished. Yeah, there's a a filling up, isn't there? That's the self-care piece for the week. You know, you know, you go to the gym or you do your yoga. This too is as important to my well-being and my health as all those other things that we do to take care of ourselves, right? Absolutely. Yeah. To have a trusted friend who is not going to judge you, who is going to listen, and as you say, provide a safe place to fall, to be, mm-hmm. um, that is self-care. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel like we still coach? Do you feel like they're co- coaching conversations? I do, but I don't sit and and talk on the phone and think okay i'm going to ask a coaching question i think so many of these you know the questions that we ask each other and the comments you know are sort of our own narrative is from an ingrained roster of skills that that we just have and and have been honing in the last you know during the last 20 years so 
Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to know, you know, if I, I, I've never actually reflected back and thought, okay, in that last hour, what coaching skills did I use? But yeah. I, I agree. I think we both do use them without even realizing it because it, a lot of those things just come naturally. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I've asked questions to people and, and I've had people say, nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and I didn't mean it to be a coaching question. Just, I, I mean, one of the things that we learned um, through Coachville, mostly, I think, is asking curious questions. And, I mean, I'm genuinely interested in people. Right. Yes. Yes, you are. You're very good with people. You're very social. So you've mastered that skill. Oh, thanks, Denise. If we were to reflect on all the coaching skills we picked up when we were continually taking courses, and I know for you, has been an ongoing process. So what what is the skill that's been most useful to you in everyday life and in your work? Obviously, um, curiosity, just talking about curiosity, that's, that's wonderful, just in any conversation, right? It just light lights, lights up the conversations when when we can be curious together, having conversations that are meaningful and helpful. One of the proficiencies that um, Thomas Leonard had was uh, reveals the client to themselves. Mm. And so that I hold that because I have to really listen, right? I have to really listen so I can find out what they're saying so that I can give it back to them so they can see it. Because often when people are in their own muck, they can't see it. So, yeah, so I, I, that's, that's one that I use often. Well, that's what you're so good at. That was, that's exactly what I was describing okay. earlier. Yeah. Revealing, revealing the client to themselves. I being the client, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the client or the friend or yeah the friend. Like, yeah. yeah but you do that so well oh thank you yeah i do it i use it right on, on purpose yeah in in our conversations i'm not conscious that i'm doing that i'm just having a conversation with you but yeah right what about you one of the things that uh, i i mean just as i mentioned earlier too it's just important to me to for whoever it is that I'm talking to, talking with, in conversation with, to convey to that person that they're heard. Mm-hmm. That what you're saying to me is important to me, and I want to listen attentively. Uh, and 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 sometimes, I mean, I remember, I remember when I used to work with parents and sort of helping them with communication with their kids. And when their kids are going on and on and on, complaining or, or you know, they're upset about something, some things don't require a response. Anything beyond, hmm. Yeah. Oh, so that was, that was really tough. Or, oh, gosh, just, just they've been heard. Yeah. I absolutely love to be able to bring out people's strengths because mm-hmm. we all have them. We all have gifts. And that's another thing that I used to tell parents all the time is that I know we use the word gifted child. The, the, the We refer to some kids as being gifted. But, you know, if I was talking to an audience, I would say every one of you has a gifted child. Right. 
every one of you has a child who is very good at something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's up to us as parents to be able to recognize that and celebrate it. And it doesn't have to be in math or English or science or anything. It it can be there's all sorts of ways that we can be gifted. I like to be able to do that with people that I care about. Mm-hmm. That emotional intelligence that isn't measured, but is is so crucial, I think, to moving through the world in a happy way, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Right. It's really important. And because, you know, if we can't control our emotions, that's when our relationships really get into trouble. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if we're, if we're not self-regulated, um, doesn't matter how good you are at, at anything. If you can't regulate your emotions, things are going to fall apart and mm-hmm. those relationships will break down. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe you answered this. Maybe not. What do you think is the glue to this friendship? I, you know, I just really need to reiterate 20 years every Sunday for one hour on like on the dot, <laughs> an hour on the dot. Right? So we'll just tell everybody if they're if they're interested. It's from eight thirty a.m. <laughs> to nine thirty a.m. <laughs> and we don't do it at eight forty-five. No. Or eight fifteen. No. And we've been sticking to. There has been the odd, odd. I mean, really rare when we've we've veered off that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Every. Okay, first of all, what is what has kept this glue going? I really like you, Denise. Yeah, I like you too. <laughs> so that, that's, that's helpful. That's, a, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. And and also one of the ingredients for me in a in a friendship that's basic is that you can rely on the person. Right. I can rely on you to be there every Sunday. Yeah. And hopefully you can rely on me. We're always on time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you set a plan with somebody and the other person doesn't follow through or, right. um, but hey, 20 years of following through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really like you mm-hmm. and you are reliable. Those things are, 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 you know, so important to start with. And, and for this, the reasons that we've already said, you, you listen, mm-hmm. um, we laugh we we provide us a, a safe place for each other. We affirm each other. I, I mean, it, what could be better? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. can you add to that? Mm-hmm. I'm just. I think to say um, for me, the glue is that I think it's really the safety piece for me. I can say whatever I need to say, and and not feel um, like I shouldn't have ever. Right. That's so so important. And I have other friends that I talk to, but this is it's different with you somehow. I take that as a compliment, and I am so happy that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I I can easily convince myself that I'm not enough, or that I'm less than other people. I can't tell you how your I just can't tell you enough how your endorsements and validation of my strengths and abilities have contributed to my personal growth. But you have been a huge contributing factor to where I am today. And as you said, we have been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just, 
Yeah, well, that's just what life gives us, right? That's what life gives us. Mm -hmm. And, and we're able to put things into perspective and be there for each other. And you know, when my husband died, you were the one of the very first people that phoned me. And Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that Denise. Mm -hmm. Um, you, You had read my Facebook post and picked up the phone right away. And and I was just touched. And yeah, there's certain things that people do and say that you never forget. And I will never forget that. Yeah. Well, that's important. Yeah, I think for me, particularly um, in a grieving situation, um, emails and texts are fine. But for me, I, I need to hear somebody's voice. I needed so well. It, thank you, and I did reach out right away, and I appreciate that acknowledgement. From my perspective, I needed to hear your voice. <laughs> That's why I phoned you right away. And, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, lots of people did phone me, mm-hmm. um, and and I appreciated every single one of them. Mm-hmm. But you were. If not the first, okay, yeah, I think you might have been the first. Wow, yeah. except for my kids. Yeah, I just I needed to hear your voice. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, I remember when uh, we had that horrible incident on the airplane in 2015 with with Serge, and we were in Calgary because he was on life support. And my cousin said the same thing. She just she had to hear my voice. She said, "I just tell me when I can phone you. I've got to hear your voice." And and I get that absolutely. Yeah, yeah. things get lost in texts and emails, right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I think we asked all our questions. I just you know, and I don't want us to get too mushy gushy, but you know, this was really fun. So thank you. This was really fun. Thank you for inviting me on. Thank you. And um, yeah, it is fun to sit and dissect something that we've taken, not taken for granted, but um, taken, yeah, we don't really consciously look at it. So this was fun to kind of take a look. And, yeah. Denise, yeah. I'm kind of laughing at us because we dissect a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> dissect a lot we hadn't yet dissected yeah. this so here we this yeah that's right <laughs> yeah just another normal conversation just another normal conversation what's next is written and created by barb demaray it is produced edited and engineered by mella if you like the show follow us on apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you stream your podcast thank you for listening